Chad again, bringing you another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Uh, things have been good here. Had the conjoined versus grotesque show that went really well. Um, great turnout, great show, great artwork. All the artists just killed it. And uh, we had a lot of new artists this year since it was co-curated by Jeremy Wagner. And uh, it was very impressive. A lot of people said it was the best one yet. Every year they say that, though. So um, it's hard to see how it can keep getting better. But somehow it does. I always tell Gary it's the magic show because everything just kind of falls together every year. Um, <clears throat> so that's over, which is kind of a relief. It's been nice and sunny here. Um, good weather lately. We got past this huge rainstorm for by California standards for the last week. Um, ended right before conjoined. I love the rain personally, and we really needed it, but it is kind of nice too, having just this, you know, low 70s temperature. Uh, let's see. So conjoined was conjoined versus grotesque was great. The only bummer was that Jeremy missed the show because he got snowed in in Chicago, which is a real bummer. So he wasn't able to make the opening. So um, we missed you, Jeremy. You did a great job picking the artists, though. Uh, let's see, what else? Oh, and, and uh, this week I am... Oh, someone mentioned... <clears throat> I forgot who it was. was saying that I should do a, a show on Conjoined. So at some point, um, I need to do like a Conjoined, re conjoined versus Grotesque recap show. I'm not sure if that's something I should do on my own or maybe get someone who was involved to talk about it with me. But, or maybe I could do a mini podcast for the $3 and up Patreon people, because since I've taken over the podcast and I don't have someone to bullshit with before the show, as, as I'm setting up, like Mike and I used to do, I haven't been giving you guys anything extra. So maybe I could just do a little mini podcast on my own to talk about conjoined. Uh, this weekend I've got... Well, let's see, it's Wednesday right now. I'm recording this. Um, this weekend I'm gonna do the Golden State Tattoo Expo. I have a booth there and I also have a, a, a gallery space. They're, they're allowing me to curate the gallery there. So it's gonna be a small show with a bunch of my old stuff, um, some Brian Smith work, some Gabe Leonard work, some... Who else is in it? Uh, uh, Christopher Ulrich and who am I? Oh, Dos Diablos gave me some pieces for it. I think Nico's going to contribute and Carlos Torres, who also runs the show, is going to contribute. Hopefully some other tattoo artists will add pieces to the show, but that's kind of stressful. Um, I, when I curate, usually it's through Copro, so I pick the artists and they kind of do all the hard work, but... Um, they normally do this one too, uh, uh, but the LA Art Show, which is a big art fair in LA, is the same weekend, so they couldn't do it. So they asked me if I wanted to do it. So I have to go there with my son and hang all the paintings and do all that business. Um, by the time you hear this, it will have been over and I'll probably be relieved 
because, man, this has been a busy month. But as soon as that's over, I am back to getting my Patreon up to date and um, finishing the dystopia book. I spoke to Mackie Osborne, who is doing the design for the book. She, she came to Conjoined, which was really cool seeing her there, and told her I should have everything for her in February, because that's the first month where I'm not going to have a million things going on. And I really just have a few things left to do for it. So the end is near. Thank God. Oh, my God. What a chore this has been. Then I have to get all those busts done, all the rewards. There's still rewards. I feel so bad it's been so long, but, man, I've been going full speed ever since that Kickstarter. Uh, got almost all the crybabies done. There was like 30 of them, little crybaby busts, but I haven't started the – well, I did start a little bit on the um, – <clears throat> soft spot busts so I'm doing the best I can people I am I really am um, I appreciate you your patience with me with all this stuff but anyway today's guest is RF Pangborn I'm a huge fan of his work he's he's kind of one of these under the radar guys in, um, in a sense that he's not in all the magazines and the all the art shows but he's a great painter he's really one of the best painters out there right now i think and um i'm excited to have him on the show so actually i just recorded it i'm doing this after i recorded it um <laughs> and i have to tell you it was a really fun interview it's really great um lots of horror movie talk as well so i hope you enjoy this episode and oh i almost forgot See, I always do this. I'm just not prepared. I'm still getting used to this. I have to read off new subscribers here to the Patreon. And if you support the Dark Art Society podcast to the Patreon, I really appreciate it. Because um, you're allowing me to do this podcast, really. Let's see. Okay, so a new subscriber, James Richardson. Thank you so much. We love and appreciate you. And David Van Gogh, who was last week's um, interview, and he did a great interview. Thank you, David. That's really cool of you to support. He's a great artist. If you haven't heard this podcast or seen his work, check it out. He's amazing, as is everyone that I have on the show, I think. I love doing this show because I get to interview all the artists that I think are amazing and I get to ask them all their secrets and share it all with you so I'm having fun here anyway I hope you all are doing well and I hope you enjoyed this interview with RF Pangborn what's up man hey Mr. Czar Mr. Pangborn. Senor Zar, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours. Um, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think you're a fantastic painter. I'm really... Sir, surreal moment here. <laughs> well, it's like you're... I'm, I'm very envious of your technique. I really am. It's like, man, I wish I could paint like that. Because I, I love your... I, I, I was, I've been looking, <clears throat> you know... You just like popped out of nowhere. 
to me uh, on Facebook. All of a sudden, you're just like cranking out all this amazing (laughs) stuff on Facebook. And I was like, who is this guy? And um, but but so I'm familiar with your work from, I don't know, since we've been friends on Facebook, which I don't know how long it's been. A couple years already, yeah? Yeah, maybe a couple years. But um, I was just looking through some of your old stuff um, right now. And you actually have gone through like different stages yeah yeah i hope so (laughs) and you seem like you're a really like a student of painting because i I read a couple interviews and stuff online but um i've seen you do these really tightly rendered things but lately you're doing these really loose color colorful paintings where you've got the cools and the warms and it's like ah it's (laughs) so great so i don't know is is uh that seems like and and you're doing like uh palette knife paintings and kind of abstract stuff lately yeah I, i've been sitting on those palette knives for quite some time like <clears throat> my trips to michael's and stuff like that i always pick up like a knife if it looks cool i pick it up right and like one day i'm gonna do something with these i had no idea how to paint with a palette knife i just i saw bob ross do it when right, I was kid, right? It's, things are magically happening but um it's it, fun uh, it takes away just enough control where where you can't really be too tight. So you're right. kind of forced to make broad decisions and stuff. And that's what I really need right now. I need to <laughs> I need to loosen up. You're well. You're loosening up just fine. Believe me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I I own a. Uh, I, don't, I think I'm not sure how many pieces of yours I own, but I own that. God, that great Night of Living Dead one and the. Oh, man, I, they're in good hands, man. The, I, the I, zombie one, and I know I own at least one more. I have to get, I've got a bunch of paintings I've got that I need to get framed, but, um, well, let's, let's find out, you know, give me your, give me your background. Cause I, I know nothing about you other than I love your artwork. Oh, art wise, <laughs> uh, art has been a kind of a strange uh, journey. Um, when I was a kid, I, you know, I used to doodle and draw and stuff. And then it kind of, um, I took somebody sent me to art lessons. Um, one of my teachers after, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was after school again for getting in trouble, whatever. Uh-huh. And she noticed my doodles and stuff. And she called my mom and was like, Hey, why don't you get this kid some painting lessons or something? You'll try to be productive. Right. Um, and so, uh, we, we did, there was a, like a local guy who was a impressionist painter and stuff. He was really awesome. And, uh, I did that for a couple of years and, and I just didn't stick with it. I don't know. I got my teens, I got a car, mm-hmm. I was interested in girls, started taking karate classes, crazy shit like that. <laughs> And, uh, in the in the household, there were some people that did encourage me, or some people like you know, art isn't a real job. Mm. So for lazy people, which right. you know is like this is the, the, the opposite of the truth. <laughs> it's not stop work it's for workaholics, right? And um, so this, it kind of sunk in after a while. Even though I tried to resist that kind of uh, talk, it, it I guess in resisting it too, you kind of absorb it. You know, mm. you give it some power. And uh, so it was it was a few years of me being real proud to be doing artsy things and say I'm an artist, but not like really committed. It was like, I'm an artist, but yeah, I work. I was real proud to say that I work for right. a living and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> uh, <and> so <laughs> uh, what happened was I started uh, maybe in uh, 2012 or something. I started harping to my wife about how I was going to paint when I retired. I was going to go back to it and stuff. Uh-huh. And um, being the awesome, supportive person that she is. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, on Christmas, uh, I opened up a couple of big packages. There was an easel, there was paints uh, cool. and, uh, her and my in-laws conspired to get me all the stuff and they're like, yo, don't wait, um, get going now. And yeah. it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me, honestly. Right. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> so, I mean, so you kind of like around 2012 is when you started back up again. Um, 
2013 when I started officially, yeah, painting. But I mean, that's I pretty always crazy. Drew, yeah, I always drew and stuff like that. But but paintings, you know, drawing is drawing and painting is painting. And uh, it's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I'm all somewhat new to it still. Even uh, right. there's, you know, I, I just learned how to do uh, complementary color schemes and stuff like that. You yeah. know, the basic stuff. So yeah. I'm still excited about all that. Yeah, well, that's I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, maybe that. You know, oil painting is so different. You paint in oils, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do acrylic yeah. too, but oils my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I, I was saying, um, I think to David Van Gogh that um, that's what's so fun about oil painting is it's so hard. Is that it, you know? Oh you, my God. It's challenging for years. You know, it'll be challenging for the rest of our lives. That's why. It's, yeah, you 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 um you never get through with this right. stuff. You'll be on your deathbed going, oh, I'm just starting to get it. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and, my my dad said, he was 50 and before he felt like he really knew what he was doing, and you know, that's 30 dad years was in. A yeah, my stepdad, he was amazing. Yeah, that's Check, pretty cool, man. So yeah, that yeah. that was always kind of a, a like a little culture in the house. It was it was it was an art yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it was. I, even when I was little, uh, before I, that's the kind of the, the the weird cosmic thing about him coming into our lives is that I was, you know, I knew I was going to be an artist from the first grade. I remember thinking awesome. I, I would be a painter, you know, I just because I used to, loved art so much. And then he came into our lives maybe a few years after that, and then he was this artist, and he was he got married. My mom was living in the house, and it was just like the Dan was the studio, so. Painting was happening every day all around me, and there was all these paintings in the house of his his work. So yeah, it was it was pretty much just what I needed, you know. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. So yeah, it was like a weird co kind of cosmic thing in that in that sense. Um, where are you from? Um, New Jersey originally. Okay. Um, I did a, a short stint in Philadelphia, and then uh, came back to New Jersey, and then moved down to Florida just recently. In, in um, 2010, we came down to Florida. Okay. Cheap, cheap housing and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. How do you like it? Uh, it was culture shock, man. I'm, honest, I'm not, not shit on the people of Florida. There's a lot of good people here and stuff too, but there's a it's a it's a bit of a culture clash, man. Yeah. There's uh, you know, all that all the redneck stuff is cute, uh, you know, in the movies until you you're you're living it, and it's like <laughs> cute sometimes. I know everybody I talk to that lives down there says the same thing. There's just there's a there's a lot of craziness down there. There is, there is. There's but, a lot of transient uh, population here. People come. For whatever reason, like like us, you know, it's almost like the uh, old west or whatever. Everybody's trying to grab right. something down here, and right. uh, they come and go. And and in that kind of attitude, I guess they're maybe a little disrespectful about right. being here. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, well, you've been there for what? How many years now? Like nine years. So that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just just got used to the heat. Just got used. Oh to the Oh my heat. god! Yeah, that's the one thing. <laughs> I I worked in Orlando on uh, Swamp Thing TV, the TV series, the cable Sweet, series, yeah. for like. I forget how long it was, three or four weeks. And oh my God, the heat was, the humidity was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I imagine you spent a lot of time indoors in yeah, air conditioning. Yeah, absolutely. AC cranked up. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not sweating 24 7. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Now it gets down to like 62 degrees and I'm freezing. Right. I know. I know. It's like that in California too. We've been getting. We've been getting in like the 40s at night, and it's like really cold for us. But I'm sure from Jersey, you, 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 right, right, <laughs> <laughs> that's nothing. I, I used to thrive on that stuff. Yeah, you'd be in your shorts walking around <laughs> in, the, in the 40s. <laughs> so, do Absolutely. you do you um, have you had a lot of shows? Because it seems um, like I haven't seen you in many shows, like any group shows or gallery not, shows. Not or, a lot. Not a lot. Um, uh, there was the the conjoined show that, that you did, and thank you again for that, man. Thank you for including me in that. It was, oh, it was yeah. 
very big for me. It was huge. Oh yeah, you're uh, all, you're always welcome. Ben. And um, we did a. Uh, there was a, a friend of mine who's been kind of a patron for a while. Uh, he's from uh, Nevada. He mm-hmm. has some relatives in Illinois who started up a gallery, and uh, of course he kind of helped chew me in there. But you know, it was galleries a tricky business. I guess um, it's kind of a. a a fragile situation and and they did their their main artists kind of pulled out on them after they opened the place mm-hmm. um after a lot of promises and stuff and then i don't know i guess the rent is pretty phenomenal too in a, in a, in a trendy neighborhood so they, oh, yeah. they decided that the place was around for a few months uh, i was i was hung up in there i was really proud to be there and stuff but eventually they folded unfortunately they didn't make it so yeah. uh, i'm very sympathetic to galleries man it's really hard to run oh, my God, I, I don't understand how you do it i don't yeah. understand that profit coming from it's oh yeah it's it's insane because they'll, they'll go for months without selling something you know everyone thinks the galleries are just raking in the dough but they're really not they're just hanging by a thread most of the galleries i know you've got to convince people to buy those paintings right know? yeah yeah and there's there's definitely kind of a prejudice against galleries with buyers which you know it's it's uh their, their heart people's hearts are in the right place but um because they want to see all the money go to the artist but at the same time a a good gallery artist relationship um, is can be really productive for both parties. So it's like a lot of times, <laughs> I, you know, I like people to buy f- from the gallery because I want to support the gallery. They were supporting me when no yeah. one else gave a yeah. shit. So it's a it's joint, like, it's a joint venture. It's yeah. like you're going into business together. Right, right, right. And and if and if you find a gallery that treats the artists well, treats the patron or the patrons well, then you know it's it's worth supporting. It's just another way of supporting the arts, you know. Yeah, I was I was reading an article the uh, day before yesterday about these uh, the vulture galleries and uh, pay for play right. uh, galleries and stuff like that, and uh, it's out there. There but, are uh, some of those. There are some. Yeah, of those. yeah. I mean, but my experience for the most part has been pretty good. And uh, I oh, uh, speaking of David uh, Van Gogh, he got me into the the La Bodega show, I believe. Oh, great which was really oh, cool excellent, too. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so just a just a few shows here and there. I've been mostly uh, hunkering down in the studio here trying to get things done and uh, meet the the commissions and stuff like that. Um but I definitely uh it's 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 part of your responsibility as an artist to promote and right. uh, I have to be a little more outgoing about getting some shows and stuff like that. Yeah, so, but I mean if you're are you are you working a day job or are you uh I was until recently, man. Uh they made the fatal error of uh, cutting my hours a, a couple of years ago. <laughs> That's what happened right. to me. I got laid off and I was like, okay, I'm not <laughs> so, coming back. <laughs> there's no better motivator, you yeah. know, when it comes to like selling some paintings. Right, uh, right. Then I noticed I was selling them regularly. I'm like, hey, the boss came back to me. He was like, well, we need you to go back to five days. And I was like, no, this is I'm a three day week uh, guy now. And uh, that kind of went on for a couple of years. And just recently we were looking at the finances. My wife's like, dude, you're making more. You know, you made in a week what you made in a month. Ah, that's over there. great. So we're going to we're trying it out. Yeah. Excellent. Your wife sounds amazing. Oh, man. No, I heard you guys talk about this before, too. Behind everybody, there's always uh, the woman uh, motivating and stuff. And uh, my wife's pretty uh, outgoing person compared to me. Mm-hmm. So she's kind yeah. of fire under my ass, Yeah, uh, which I love because uh, I was a little lazy before this. My work <laughs> had, you know, when you're when you're at home, you know how it is. When you're at home, there's no structure. Oh, man, it's hard. Yeah. It's the best thing in the world to be able to make your own hours of sleep in. But it's also a scary, slippery slope. Right, right. You got to watch out. You start staying up late, and then you <laughs> and then you start sleeping in late. Yeah, I'm just trying to get into the whole thing of getting up early now, right? And, getting up early and just getting into the studio and starting to work. Right. Know? Same here. Yeah. yeah. I, I what happens with me is, you know, I definitely function better. I'm an I'm a night person. I've always since I was a kid, I've been a night person. Yeah, I used and, to be. Yeah. And uh, so I have to force myself to be a morning person. But when I do 
get in the early schedule, early morning schedule, I'm way more productive throughout the day. I get way more done. Um, when I stay up late, I just end up staying up later and later. And yeah, you're at, you're at the end of things. Absolutely, you're pushing it at the end, and yeah. then the you're fresh again. You know? Right, right. And and what happens is though, I, I get like a conjoined shows coming comes up. I got this show I'm curating uh, this weekend at the uh, Pasadena um, or the Golden State uh, Tax Tattoo Expo. And then when nice. stuff like that happens. You know, you're forced to stay up late, and then you go back into the late sleeping, and then you got to get back into the early schedule. It's just like yeah, back it's tough and to forth. Get, get that grip on that schedule again. And uh, I saw your post when you were packing up uh, stuff for Christmas, man. You looked exhausted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just on like 24 hours. Yeah, that was crazy. I was so like, tired. It's a great position to be in, be in demand like that, but also it's like you don't have a crew of people packing stuff up right, for you. Right, right. It's all homegrown. So yeah, yeah. It's all- well, actually, I do have my wife. Um, actually, I have a. a, a person that comes a few hours a week and helps me pack which is great which is you know in in the last few years i've been able to do that and but um she got she got hit by a car actually she's fine now she's totally fine now but she got hit by a car and right around the the busiest like three weeks around christmas so then my, my wife had to kind of step in and we were just busting our asses to get everything out but um she's back and everything is cool now so awesome um yeah you 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 are like uh to me you seem like you've been flying under the radar for what a great painter you are i mean you should be in all the top galleries as far as i'm concerned because yeah it's all it's awkward to hear that it really is i (laughs) i consider myself kind of like i i look at i just i'm so ignorant dude uh i just started to look at other people's art on pinterest Uh and i'm like whoa there's all this shit going on and uh you you know what is what do they call that uh every artist kind of you get that moment where you think man you might be a fraud maybe you're oh yeah yeah imposter uh, (laughs) maybe i just got lucky on these (laughs) no i'm still walking that tightrope man it's like I just had that last night. I was working on a painting and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm it doesn't a, go away. Yeah, it doesn't go away. <laughs> and then it's like, <laughs> I kept pushing and pushing and then it finally got to a point where it was looking good and I was like, okay, yeah, I do know what I'm doing. I forgot. <laughs> That's another thing. Sometimes sometimes it's like, uh, how do you know to keep pushing or are you wasting time? Is it better or- to start again? Um, but I've learned now that, uh, don't, I used to just scrap everything. I would scrap and start again. Mm-hmm. And which is cool because you get this attitude of what I'm doing isn't so important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not, not a lot of tension there, yep. but at the same time, I also, uh, working with the palette knife now, I noticed that there's a great thing. You can take paint and put it right over the old paint right. and make it here. So you can actually push it around for a little bit. If you don't rub it too much, you, right. know, you won't make it. So now I'm kind of tweaking things a little bit and stuff like that. I'm, uh, everything's still very experimental over here. I, yeah, I, I'm stoked that you're that you're uh, uh, you went full time. That's great. That's great to I'm hear. I'm stoked too, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's a little, I'm a little nervous, but then you gotta you gotta be you gotta have that confidence too. You know? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you you're you're you're. you're I mean, I'm just I'll, I'm just gonna keep saying it through the whole show. Your stuff. I just think you're uh, you're just a great painter your technique is so good it's just uh it, 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 you know I, I don't buy a lot of well, art i'm, gonna, I'm gonna loop that and just play that <laughs> I'm, seri- I'm serious man i like see your stuff and i'm like fuck that's great it really inspires me yeah, thank you thank um, you so yeah i wanted to ask you just on a total geeky technique anything yeah a technique question you've been doing you know i guess it's maybe it's been a while the last year or so you've been doing these kind of like cools and warms 
with your panties, like you've got all these crazy colors in there. And um, I'm wondering, how do you set your palette up? Do you like pre-mix your colors or are you just mixing on the fly? Um, yeah, it's a good question, man. You know, um, there are uh, all kinds of moments in painting and there are moments of like inspiration and stuff like that where you're just like, whatever's on the palette, last night's paint, right. whatever, just boom, boom, boom. You knock something out. You didn't even realize you did it. And then there's some days where, you know, you need to come in and have a game plan, mm -hmm. uh, especially if you work, you're doing something for a customer, man. And, 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 and fan art too, man, in particular, mm -hmm. you gotta be careful, man, because people, people are pretty hardcore about that stuff. Right. And <laughs> You know, sometimes you do, you know, prepare and uh, I'll mix the colors ahead of time. And I find in that situation, uh, it does have some pluses because it's all right. Re I'm ready to grab it as I'm going right. and I have to sit there and stop in between and mix. Yeah. Do you ever, uh, you've done, you've probably have, cause look, looking at your, uh, older work, it looks like you have done like a lot of glazing and maybe yeah, design yeah. techniques and stuff. Cause now you're more like doing direct painting, like a a la prima. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I uh, I have uh, the Time Life uh, art books like mm. from back back in the seventies or whatever. Yeah, and uh, one of them was about Titian, and I love that because that's why I first read about glazing. Mm -hmm. And so the initial path of my painting, uh, this is before I even started this like sell or anything like that. I was just doing it for for, for the fun of it. Mm -hmm. Is uh, I, I had to follow the old masters, and I got books about the old masters. Right. and you know, it was one of those guys. I need to know what what, what the mysterious uh, mediums they were yeah. using. <laughs> You know, all these secrets uh, of art and all that crap. Yeah. And uh, But it, I started doing like underpaintings and glazes and underpaintings are cool, especially when you're not confident in the beginning because mm -hmm. you got, you, it's like a coloring book almost. Once right. you nail down that, that initial image, all you got to do is, you know, you can, you can wipe the color off it and restart again right, or whatever. Right. But there's no room for changing. There's no room for improvisation and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. as I got a little more confident, like I'm still trying to gain that confidence too, uh, and I just kind of like saw some, I saw actually uh, Jed, uh, how do you pronounce it? Likeness or likeness? Oh, likeness. Likeness. Uh, yeah. I saw his stuff, his uh, speed painting videos on uh, mm -hmm. YouTube right when I first started. I said, man, he's knocking that shit out all in one shot. Right. And he's kind of making it up as he goes along. That's the kind of artist I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the stiff old style um, is great. And some people do it really well and, and make very expensive paintings. It's really cool and stuff. But for me uh, right now, I just I'm, I'm still looking to, you know, like when I doodle, I want that same expression and freedom in the painting. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to make that crossover. I'm, I'm trying to get over that fence. Right. Yeah. I was actually going to not to compare you to Jed, but you uh, I, I, was, wouldn't, I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> I was going to say that's as far as someone painting in that loose style in that's painting that well, I, I you know, I put you up there with Jed as far as technique. Oh, man, technique I, I, I can't accept. I, I gotta. You can say it. Other, <laughs> I won't. I won't accept Jed it. Jed was am Jed was amazing. It was a yeah. There's some genius there. Yeah, I think. it was a ter terrible loss to the community. Absolutely. I can't believe. I still can't get over that. It's really horrible. Um, that, that hurt. That stung. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh. So. Yeah, I, I, I just I dig I, I like that um, you're you're painting so thick. Not a lot of people are doing that, myself included. You know, I went through a phase where I was doing more a la prima stuff, and I ended up kind of. I have a weird technique that's sort of like um, grisaille. I do an underpainting. Sometimes I do kind of like a not worry about the color, and I just focus on the value, and then I glaze. But then I go back and I kind of do. Um, uh, some direct painting, uh, a la prima direct painting as well. I kind of go back and forth. 
Um, but I love that you're you 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 make the you make it look easy. You know, your stuff is the paint's thick. You you have you don't over blend it, which is one thing that like I'm always fighting that um, that yeah, tendency to over blend. You want to pet the uh, painting? You want to tip tap? Yeah, course. right, right. But I love that you're just kind of like laying it on top, and then you're laying more and more instead of like blending it out of this uncertainty. It, it, it's like. Um, I had, uh, uh, I still have uh, some social anxiety. I hate putting a label on it because then it's almost like you defeat it and stuff. Mm. But I had bad social anxiety for a while, mm. uh, most of my adult life and stuff. And I was a heavy drinker and all mm. this. And uh, there was, a, I kind of got fed up with it. And I was like, I want to, I want to be more free. I want to be able to talk to people expressively mm. and stuff like that. And uh, just, just relax in situations. And so uh, I put myself in in some really scary situations out here. I came down to uh, St. Petersburg. There's big noise music scene here. Mm -hmm. And before that, I've been doing electronic music in my room for years and years. And mm. uh, I got into noise. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to start performing and shit. And, uh, oh, wow. Accept the venue and then be absolutely scared out of my mind and then get up on stage and then just do it. Yeah, force and, yourself to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so your brain starts to break eventually. You realize mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to die or right. anything. <laughs> so it gives up uh, to a certain extent. And it's the same thing with painting, man. I, I, uh, I'm, you know, we're all worried about, you know, whether you want to admit it or not, we're all worried about what other people think of our skill level. Right. Uh, what do they think of us as an artist, our ideas, the ideas behind the painting and stuff like that. Yep. And, um, so I was living in fear. Of course, I, I wouldn't let go of that uh, the the underpainting uh, technique and stuff like that. Uh, very stiff style because right. I, I could count on that process every yeah. time to deliver the end result. And now I'm kind of like forcing myself to use the palette knives and try uh, doing straight up abstract art right. to just break through that barrier. And then so that when I come back, it'll be a little bit of both. It'll be right. some some tight stuff, some loose stuff, but you know, I, I won't have to stick to the, the tight stuff if I don't want to, you know, like right, that. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're definitely pushing yourself, which is, and I, I noticed that people on, um, Facebook. Yeah. How old are you? Um, I was born in 71. Oh, okay. So, okay. Approaching 50. So great. Lately, a lot of people I've been interviewing lately have been kind of around my age, which is nice because <laughs> I'm like, I always, I, I used to be the, I remember I used to be the youngest guy in the group when it, when I was in the facts and stuff. I was always like the, the young guy and now I'm like the oldest guy in the group. It's, it's so fucked up. <laughs> it's a stark contrast, uh, but yeah. the, what are you going to do? I, I wouldn't, you know, look at how much time I wasted when I was young and now I know it's kind of. Things when things are important, you jump on them and stuff. Right, this, yeah. uh, when you asked me about this uh, <clears throat> doing the podcast back in the day, I might have put you off. I might have been a little nervous. Say, well, maybe right. we can do it next week or whatever. And now I've learned just to say, hey, look, let's let's do it now. Right. I, don't, I don't have time for that shit anymore. Right, right. It's true. It's one good thing about starting late. I know a lot of people that have started late, and I think one of the good things about starting um, a career as a fine artist or anything really late is that you you have that maturity level. You know, you've been through hell. You've been through life. Yeah, that you, helps. You, that life experience without that, what are you going to paint? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's true. But you also know the importance of getting your shit together and being on time and, you know, doing – being responsible basically. Yeah, that, that wasn't me in my 20s at yeah, all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, was, I was pretty – I was pretty good in my I, – I was always kind of like – too afraid to fuck up so i was always like on time and and I was, yeah. it was it wasn't uh out of 
you know, being a nice guy. It was more out of being out of fear that I. <laughs> when you were in the effects industry, were you like still like amazed that you had made it there? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a, it was like you know, kind of the way I feel now. Like I can't believe I'm in this position now in effects. It was like, oh my yeah. god, this is my because <laughs> that was my dream in junior high, starting around junior high school, was to be in effects, and then I got mine in. too, mine too, mine too. Oh really? Yeah, I was a huge. I had uh, Savini's Grand Illusion. Oh, no way! Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just book. talked about that book too last. I think a couple podcasts ago. Yeah, it valuable stuff in there. My God, uh, you know. And uh, so yeah, I met him at a convention, and he was cool and everything. But he was like, "Yeah, dude, you got to get out to L.A." And I was like, "Oh man, yeah. I'm not moving to the West Coast." And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It, it kind of like uh, I, I made a couple of movies too, and I got that out of my system. I yeah. did all the effects for them. You know, they're like B B grade nineteen fifty style effects. Yeah, I saw uh, that. I saw you had an IMDb page with a, yeah. with a film on there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm headed towards the bottom one hundred, my friend. <laughs> so that's I'll take cool. Notoriety too. I didn't know you were into effects. I, I should have known because you're a lot of the um, the. Uh, the the uh, f fan art that you do is like totally my kind of shit. Like zombie, Don, the original oh, yeah. Dawn of the Dead. You had blood-sucking freaks. You had a blood-sucking freaks yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like not many people know blood-sucking freaks. It's like you have to be a Fangoria kind of old school. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Somebody gave a review on my of my movie. At like a, It was an old blockbuster or something. And um they were like, yeah, if you uh, were a fan, you had a subscription to Fangoria magazine when you were a kid, you'll probably love this. Otherwise, avoid it. <laughs> Which is true. It's 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 a it's a fan geek uh, movie for what sure. What did you What did you shoot it on? I mean, when was this? Um, I was doing short. Um, I got excited in the uh, in the eighties, man. You noticed like wow. towards the the middle. No, I didn't start filming oh, that. Okay, I, wish okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't even afford a video camera. Right. But uh, I, I, people at this cottage industry had started up where people were making these backyard movies yep. and distributing them. Right. They were yep. getting them. They were winding up in the in the video stores and stuff. And I was like, man. Uh, footnote. You know, I want to do this when I get a chance. And it wasn't until way later that we finally got involved in that stuff. My brother was like, look, he had a good job and stuff, and he's like, I'm gonna put. I'll give you a couple thousand dollars, you know, make, make a movie. And oh, so cool. we did a couple shorts all on video. And, um, I guess uh, it was right about that time where we actually got a movie into distribution that the had jumped the shark already. People, I, I remember right. going to a convention and handing out discs, uh, like the, uh, the trailer for the film. I was like, what do you think about shot on video horror? And people were like, they wanted to shoot me. Dude. Like, you keep your disc, bro. That stuff sucks. Yeah. And so, so many people have been burned by so many bad movies right. that it's kind of tanked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It lost its charm. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Big yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know Dave the Rock Nelson. Do you know who that guy is? Have you ever oh, seen? No. Oh my God, he's like they. You know they call him the Ed Ed Wood of modern times because he he just it's so bad. Like shot on VHS, edited in camera, so bad. I mean, so the worst rubber masks. It's like and it's like he doesn't. It's hard to know where he's coming from. I think he's he's definitely like on the autism autism spectrum, maybe. Oh but wow! He, yeah, he's but he's like so it's into it. Yeah, he's totally for real. It's hilarious. Um, I have a friend who's into really bad movies. It's a big Dave the Rock Nelson fan. Um, that, yeah, that that, that, uh, that that's. Uh, a, I wanted to. You know, I I'm still haven't made my movie yet because I used to make movies when uh, I was uh, like nine or ten years old on my dad's Super Eight camera. And um, I got really, that's what I wanted to be before I was an effects guy. I was a filmmaker. Nice. And so I'm still, you know, I'm waiting to where maybe I can get some time and get my, I got to get this dystopia book done. And uh, I'm 
you know, maybe hopefully going to make some movies at some point. But man, it's hard making movies is very Dude, my, difficult. My advice to you, especially with your with your schedule and your, your lifestyle and stuff, you're obviously very busy. Is like uh, we try to, we always try to create a plot that could take place uh, in, in oh, our yeah. surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. So, like in one room. <laughs> right, right. You could be working in the house and, and shoot something else in the house. Right. And, and you can switch the house up too to look different and right, right. Uh, get a little something done. Yeah, that's what I figured is, you know, make a script that's shootable, that's easy to do, you know. Even, even the first short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I still, I still want to do a really cool zombie movie. I have this dream because I still love, you know, I, I'm still, even though zombies are kind of like, Passe at this point. I've, I was a zombie fan, you know, probably as you were when when I was a kid, yeah, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And I still I still think there, you know, there's room for uh, a great yeah. zombie, creepy zombie <laughs> you, film. You probably feel like I do, and it's like you you saw a lot of great zombie movies from the past, and you're still waiting, right? You, know, you want to do that epic zombie movie that seems like no one can do. I know, right, right. And it, it's going to take a lot of fucking extras, is what it's right? going to take. <laughs> yeah, but with. That's the, Digital technology now, you can kind of, you know, you could probably duplicate zombies yeah. in the background pretty easily, you know. Just, just don't do it uh, so poorly that people call it out. Uh, right. Call you, yeah. that can be killer. Yeah. I got into digital for a while, too, so I kind of have an eye for, for digital. And I do know a little bit about that, like After Effects and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I think if you're personally behind it, you're not going to let it slip, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um Okay, so you grew up. You grew up in the '70s. So you, um, where, where did you get your 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 horror movie pedigree? Where 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 where, where were you seeing? Were you watching my, these my things dad, on TV and yeah. stuff? Like you I remember, was, uh, you remember Chiller Theater back in the day? Yeah, yeah, Abs- that was so cool. Why don't they do that yes. nowadays, man? I don't know. No well, one does a good horror host show anymore. There's uh, Sven Gulli now. I guess he's still. He's oh, does still he really? Really? Yeah, he's a. Uh, he was like an East Coast guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so I know of him from books and stuff, right? but I've never actually seen the show um, uh, broadcast over here. You're not missing anything. It's, <laughs> they, it's all the movies that are free on YouTube, and they basically play those. You're not going to see anything like really cool, right? unfortunately. But the guy's heart's in it, at least. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was a guy out here called uh, – uh, it, the show was Fright Night with Grimsley. And he was fucking great. He was he was actually really, really. I mean, he was low budget, but he was totally had his heart in the right place. What well, What was his gimmick? Um, he was like he kind of looked like a vampire, but he kind of looked like a zombie. And he was like a, 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 a like an aristocrat type guy in a castle. And he had this really kind of Monty Python style of surreal humor, which is really cool. Right. And it was really creative. He, he, I, I mean, I, I, I researched this guy as an adult because I was like, oh man, I want to see those shows so bad. Of course, so I yeah, grew yeah. up on it. And I found a book where someone, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, God, what's the book called? Think. I forgot the name of the book, but it's like a, a self-produced book about all the horror hosts. And he was in there like his own chapter. And turns out he had like family in Hollywood that was, you know, starred in movies like low budget movies. So he was kind of like had access to all this, all this uh, old Hollywood stuff. But he was great. And he has a, a fan page on Facebook, actually, which he doesn't post that much. But, man, I, I really wish he would come back. I would give any I would pay money to to see my old favorite horror there, there's shows. a there's a couple of uh uh you know i don't suggest anyone uh rip <laughs> movies but there's a right. couple of torrent sites out there where people actually had the old vhs tapes like somehow 
like there's old stuff on VHS. Like some people, I guess the VHS had been around for a while before it was consumer friendly mm-hmm. and people were taping stuff back in the day and uh, they're putting it up. They're putting it out there. I wouldn't be surprised if you could find it. Yeah. I man, shows, commercials and everything. I looked, I looked and I couldn't find I, a couple things on YouTube and I finally wrote him and he sent me a DVD awesome. that had like just, but it was just clips. It was like, 15 or 20 minutes of clips. And it's like, mm. I wanted to see, I want to see a whole show. Man. Yeah. It's like my childhood there. But, uh, were, were you a, a famous monsters, a film land kid? Did you ever um, get into those I, magazines? When I, it was, uh, I think after I got into Fangoria, um, okay. So you were Fangoria first probably on, on the tail end by then. Yeah. And, yeah. You're a few years younger than me. So I was like famous monsters. And then I got into Fangoria when that got big in, in the eighties. They always had a lot of black and white pages. Yeah. And they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But at the time it was all you could get. I mean, I'm yeah, talking like early seventies for me. So I was probably like, you know, five, well, let's see, six or seven years old or mid seventies. That was all you could get. Those in the, and the, uh, the horror movie books. Did you ever get those, those books? The, when the when the bookmobile came to yeah. us, yeah, I was all about that shit. I have a couple here that that I that I rescued from estate sales. Oh, the, the, the old thin ass uh, paperbacks. Right, that's how we found out about all the weird movies back then is through these books because you, yeah. you you could only catch them on TV. I used to go to a library and they have the big coffee table books, and yeah. now I actually start to collect them. Oh There's yeah. Another one. And, oh, I uh, have that one. I have that one. That's a great one. <laughs> they're awesome. They have awesome uh, pictures in there. Yep. Um, almost print uh, quality, and um, those uh, those are some real gems, man. I started trying to collect those. I didn't realize there were so many of them. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, and they and that's I, that's how I heard about also all the like the British horror that I wasn't able to see. It's like right. Just, if if it didn't come on TV back in the day, people don't understand this now, man. Right. It's, sound old, but if it didn't come on <laughs> TV, you weren't going to see that shit. No. And, and you had to be there at the right time. You had to absolutely. look in the TV guy to make a plan yes. to watch it yes. when it came on or you missed it and it was gone. You know, uh, children shouldn't play with dead oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> Like once a year yeah. at three in the morning, and me and my brother would set an alarm clock and sneak out of the room and shit, and then get too scared too. By you know that by the end of the movie, it starts getting hectic, and uh, it gets heavy, man, and it's dark oh, and everybody's yeah. asleep. And going back up the stairs, that was that was rough. Oh man, that, that dude sitting on the bed at the end, that one zombie, <laughs> si- ah, so creepy. Even now, that shot is still totally creepy. Oh. Like it's so low budget. The whole movie's like. Got such a creepy feel just because it's got yeah. that low budget. It's like that's I'm all I, about the uh, old Bob Clark stuff, man. It was so awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you, yeah, you know your shit when it comes to <laughs> exploitation. Yeah, I suspect movies. we would be uh, chatting about some horror movies. I don't, I don't get a chance to talk about this stuff a lot because right. uh, I, my friends, he's like a sci-fi fan more than horror, oh, yeah, and my yeah. wife likes fantasy movies, and so sometimes I get, I'll get drunk and wax poetic about stuff, but nobody wants to hear this shit. Right. <laughs> you got to find it's another person who's. Who's into it? Yeah, it's 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 got to happen in your formative years, I think. Oh, you know? yeah. It's all it's all about that nostalgia now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, you know, it's it's so weird how that stuff makes you feel so good when you see it now. I don't know. For me, it just it like could be anything. For for some people, it's baseball. You know. Yeah, for some I know. I know. It's, it's true. Something different. And for us, it's horror movies. Yeah. It's just it was there for us at that time. Right. I feel sad for those baseball people. <laughs> <laughs> just it kidding. is what it is. Just kidding. Yeah, everybody's got their thing. It's cool, but. But it's uh, I don't know. I love. I love they're, they're nerds too. Sports yeah, it's true. It's the, you know what? It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. It really is. It's like yeah, you know, you're putting together your fantasy football team. Right. Oh, all right, all right. 
It's exactly the same thing. It's just got a different flavor, you know. So I, I know that a lot of uh, you know horror fans or artists, you know, are all anti sports and this and that. It's the same fucking thing. Every, it, everybody's into some. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all good. It's you know it's just a little more accepted, I guess, to be into baseball and baseball it's cards. When, and stuff. when people don't have any uh, passionate interests, is when I'm a little wary of them. Yeah, and stuff. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I dig sci-fi too, though. I mean, it's just it was. Sci-fi was always like a second to horror to me, but um, there's a, there's a lot of crossover stuff, and, mm-hmm. and I'll watch anything, dude. I'll, I'll um, like a, a few years back, like I could appreciate bad horror movies because they had a good scene in them, right. or there was some good gore, or, or good there was monster. an atmosphere or something. Yeah, so I was like kind of tolerate the the rest of the movie <laughs> right. to get these good parts. But a, a friend of mine in the uh, in the early 2000s started to bring over these horrible horrible movies, and he was like. You know, don't you see how good this is and stuff? I didn't, I didn't really get it. It took a while, and then I started to get it, man. I'm like, yo, the bad stuff is sometimes better than the good stuff. Right. The entertainment value is through the roof. Well, what, 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 what stuff was it that he brought? Do you remember? Uh, I think the stuff like uh, cheerleader camp, like anything that had like had low budget, like with the bad acting and right, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he, yeah. he introduced me to uh, Nollywood movies. Oh, yeah. Nollywood. <laughs> it's like, wow. Uh, so now I kind of I kind of preach the whole bad movie thing, but a lot of people don't appreciate right, that. shit. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, that's, it, we did an episode on bad movies, actually. And uh, uh, it's 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 its own entity it's like its own thing it's like you're liking it for different reasons you're not liking it where else where else you gonna see that content right exactly (laughs) you're not liking it for how well it's done you're liking it for how poorly it's done it's like and and especially yeah there especially if they were trying to make it good and it turned out horrible then it's like that's the the, the top that's, that's my favorite yeah, yeah. exactly like it's, it's, it's cringeworthy yeah. yeah yeah you know like the ed wood stuff is kind of classic and uh I don't, have you ever seen orgy of the dead uh parts of it yeah, I, it's so I, bad. low low patience i i, I love the, <laughs> it's the really ed wood. boring but it's so good <laughs> dude uh i like plan nine from outer space but uh, yeah that's great I saw it with um, on Mystery Science Theater, okay. and they told a new one. And that I like, I liked it better that way. I mean, uh, right? The, how'd you like the Edward movie? The I I, I liked it. I yeah. I, uh, I watched it recently again, actually. And a, a friend, the same friend I was telling you that likes the the really bad movies and the Dave the Rock Nelson stuff. He's a huge Edward fan and a huge Orgy of the Dead fan. Like, uh, and he's read. He uh, like a, a biography on Ed Wood, and he was saying that his criticism of the Ed Wood movie was that Ed Wood was way seedier. And <laughs> way, like it, they made, they kind of played it for laughs, and it's more campy. But in real life, right. Ed Wood was like a total drunk. They when they when they uh, they did uh, Orgy of the Dead, he was he was the writer, I think, and maybe producer. He didn't direct it, but they all the money for for craft service they spent on alcohol <laughs> and everyone's just drunk like you see yeah, think about the uh, the issues that guy was dealing with back in the 50s oh yeah no kidding yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely but yeah he 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 kind of was like you know ed wood was much bigger of a creep than <laughs> the, the, oh okay the, yeah. the, like more of just uh, the, the the lifestyle was a lot seedier and weirder than than it was portrayed but i liked the movie i thought it was good well, the the charm for that movie for me is this was right about when we were thinking about getting a filmmaking was there was like a you know, despite all the, the the end product being shit and everything, there was a lot of camaraderie there right. in the movie. It seemed like there was, yeah, like yeah. there was this like film family, uh, and they were getting stuff done. You know, and uh, I don't know, I thought that was kind of charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Romantic. Have you seen the uh, the room? That movie, The Room, which is, uh, is it new? It's like you know, within the last 
I probably haven't. It's yeah. it's not horror, but it's 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 like the new Plan Nine from Outer Space, but it's like a romantic. Oh oh, uh, Tommy yes, Wiseau. Yes, Tommy Wiseau. Uh, yeah yeah, the guy with the, he's got the long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was a great uh, bad movie, was, right? That's from the same guy. The same guy I was talking about brought that over. Oh okay okay yeah that, that's that was harder yeah. harder for me to get into because it's not a genre like a horror thing, but. It is so bad that it is. It is amazing. It is amazing. And we that, watched that back to back with uh, Birdemic. Oh yeah, I haven't seen. I've Ooh. only seen clips of Birdemic. Yeah, that was a, that was a long night. <laughs> Birdemic's real bad, dude. I know. I've it's seen still, clips. It gets absurd. It gets really absurd. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, that guy was into it too. The guy who made it was like, totally, oh, he's dead serious about yeah, that shit. That's he what makes it great. That's what makes yeah. it great. You know, when they're totally into it. Um, that that movie. There was a movie about the room. Have did you see that? The the the, with uh what's his name uh james franco i heard about it my my friend here is itching to watch it it's but, really um, good i loved it i thought yeah, it was I mean, great is it on netflix um you know i think i had to rent it on itunes um i don't know if it's on it's the disaster artist that's what it's called oh, okay okay yeah if you get a chance it's great it's, it's like a like a behind the scenes yeah. from that movie yeah yeah, yeah it's all it's it all deserves, it deserves that attention yeah and uh james franco's amazing as that tommy wiseau guy he's so good <laughs> and but how did, just, how did he pull that accent off i don't even know yeah how he, it was, he's, 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 he's yeah it's like polish i think because they, they ended up finding out like this guy was real uh um squirrely about his background oh, really? yeah and i think he and it, it turns out he's from poland or something but um yeah it just reminded me when you said that camaraderie because there's a lot of that on yeah. the on the on you know and the disaster artists how they're all like you know kind of into it at first <laughs> yeah some some people don't know what you're doing and they think it's going to be some phenomenal movie right? <laughs> some people do and they don't care because this is their this is their shot this is mm-hmm. what they like to do yeah and uh god bless them <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool well, anyway, get, getting back to painting now, we, sure, we've sure. gone off, gone off of the horror. It was going to happen. Yeah. It was bound to happen. Um, uh, who are you, some of your favorite painters out right now? I mean, who do you kind of like? Oh, uh, you know what? Uh, look up I, to? Like I said, I, I just started to look at art on Pinterest, and um, there's so many I, good artists I, I, right now. I'm afraid. Here's what I'm afraid of, man. I'm afraid, like back in the day when I used to do like comic book art and stuff, and when I was cartooning, you know, not so much professionally, but it's just something that I used to do. Mm. Um, but I would always glom onto an artist like a Simon Bisley or something like mm. that. And then you spend the next couple of weeks trying to nail down what he does. Right. And then, you know, you see this on Facebook a lot and it's kind of, I, you almost want to tell somebody, you know, to set them free and stuff, but or, oh, you don't yeah, want yeah. the guy who's the next somebody. Oh or, yeah. That's you know, I, I tell a lot of like people eager. like, I, there's people like that that are, you know, kind of look like my stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm uh, humbled by that, but you want to do your own thing. You want to be, you want to be you. That's like a big important part of being an artist is finding your own voice, you know? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, that stuff's cool because you yeah, do learn something. Yeah, things. yeah, it's great uh, for learning. Back. It's great for learning for sure. Uh, I, I'm still afraid that if I start glomming onto a new artist now, that that I'll start copying them, and I, I'm yeah. trying to be careful about that. Yeah, it happens unconsciously too, man. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, yeah, you see something cool, you want to do it, of course. I, I'm working on a painting right now, trying to get something done for the um, the show I'm curating, and and I also have a booth there, so I got to have some prints and stuff up, and I'm like. Am I getting too close to Dos Diablos here? Because I'm such a huge <laughs> Dos Diablos fan. I'm like, he's he's definitely a force to be reckoned with now. Yeah, he? yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's super super cool guy too. But everything he does, I'm just like, oh, 
you know, just it just kills me. So I got to I have to simple uh, in dark art, man. You get I got into this, too. I mean, uh, you, you can only do so many zombie faces, so many. There's all these motifs, man, that you mm-hmm. kind of like you notice they're getting done to death. The the right. half a face torn off with the skull on one right. side of the, <laughs> you know, from the nose down, just teeth, you know, the grimace and stuff. And that stuff's cool, but it's like, all right, it's been done to death. Right. And that's what I liked about uh, Diablos's work is like we he surprised me sometimes. Like, right. oh, here's here's an evil looking plant for no reason. Right. And right. Plant. And uh, so I like that he's kind of turned that stuff on its ear and it kind of keeps the rest of us on our toes. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. He's digging deep. You know, that that's that, that really, you know, I know a lot of people are really focusing on um, technique, which is great because you really need to have your, you, te- have to, yeah. you have to have your technique down. So I think the, like maybe the concepts aren't as uh, developed because they're focusing more on technique. It's a lot with newer artists and it's totally cool. You know, that's every, I've been, that, that's been me for the past, you know, four years, except for like last year, I finally start coming out of my shell a little right. bit. But if you're going to, if you're going to make some sort of mark on the world, you got to show yourself. Yeah, and it, it's it's just that's what it's, people care about. Yeah, it's it's as important as the technique aspect. So you need to be, you know, I always kind of suggest, you know, whatever that is, you have to find your own thing, um, because otherwise you're just, you know, you're great great at technique is not enough. Yeah, you know, yeah, you'll get some nods uh, for technical achievement and stuff, but it won't be that that wow factor. It's not making anybody think uh, outside the box and stuff right, like that. Right. Right. But then, and then, uh-huh. you, then you got a guy like Dos Diablos, and it's like you when you see it, you know it right away. It's yeah. like, oh, this guy's You're like I just come naturally to this guy. God damn it! You know? Right, right. But <laughs> you know, no doubt he's been like you know working hard at it. He just yeah, makes it very, look he's easy. He's very transparent. He, he'll tell you straight up, uh, and I, I say this too to people all the time. It's like there's there's a stack. He'll show you his stack of failures. Right, and, right, right. It, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about that part. For every great painting, maybe there's two or three that were shit. And oh you were yeah, yeah. Facebook, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to get through that. You got to blast all those yeah yeah and not necessarily show them all too <laughs> it's a lot of younger career artists, wise, it can hurt it can hurt yeah they, they show everything and it's like you know you know this might come back to bite you in the ass when you when you get that point where you're really yeah, good but you forget that everything that you post now it's not going anywhere it's going to be there mm-hmm. for a long time yep yep um, but i don't know i i uh i'm um yeah he's kind of like my favorite lately him and you really you guys are kind of it's, like as far as people that are, are really ca- yeah, it's, catching it's dicey, my eye. Uh, talking about people on facebook because there's a lot of uh, great people out there there's a lot of people that I admire there's a lot of people who i see now kind of coming up to the game but if i start throwing names out there it's gonna hurt a bunch of people who i didn't talk about yeah stuff. i know i know it's true you know, but I don't want- I, every you know it's the cool thing about having this podcast is basically everybody that i interview i'm a fan of so um <clears throat> It's cool to be in a position to where people are w- willing to come on the show because um, it's oh kind of like a, a it's <laughs> like a dr- it's like a dream job for me because I get to interview all the artists that I'm into, you know. So yeah, it, it, cool. it, we've got um, you know different levels of of uh, notoriety <clears throat> on this show, and it's not it's not about how popular you are; it's about how how good of an artist you are. You know, that's kind of the the only qualification. So right. I hope that. By having you on the show, it's going to introduce you to more people, too, because, like I said, your stuff, I feel like you should be more famous than you are <laughs> just because the work is so good. It just, Dude, I appreciate your confidence, man, and, and thank you. Thank you for putting that out there. I mean, you know, this is this this helps, of course. Um, so I, I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy, happy to do that. People need to see your work, um, especially other painters, because you're, you're doing it right. You know, you're really 
doing it. Uh, like I said, I'm envious of your technique. Ah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, we're, it's, we're all envious of you. Uh, well, know that. <laughs> I think we're all envious of each other in, in some ways. Um, you know, that's just kind of the way it is with artists, but <clears throat> so yeah, you got to get, we, we got to get you in some more shows and, um, no pressure, but by all means, <laughs> yeah, I'll jump, I'll jump on anything right now. Anything, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn anything down. Yeah. 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 I, I can't imagine you're, you're going to have trouble getting into shows. So you're, you're, you're doing, um, primarily commissions, private commissions. To uh, the commission thing, you know what the commissions, uh, yeah, there's a lot of commissions, but, um, I uh, find myself more and more now, you notice that my post too, is, uh, is just like, I, I try to get those personal days. And if you, you're trying to satisfy yeah. somebody with a commission. It's cool, you know, and and those are always there when you got to pay bills and stuff. You you want those commissions? It's great, and uh, but some of them are a little bit, you know, uh, constricting or there's uh, guidelines that you have yeah, to follow. Those, yeah, it's 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 tough to do. But you, I yeah. saw like a dog painting you do is fucking great, dude. Uh, animals <laughs> for some reason, uh, there's a lot of pressure when you're doing someone's face. When I do an animal, first of all, the owner's always happy right uh, second of all the dog's not saying hey dude you know you made my nose too long man and right. uh, change this out or anything so there's a little <laughs> less pressure and i guess i get a little more freedom and i have yeah. a little more yeah no i, I was impressed because i kind of right before we started um talking or you know like half an hour or so i started looking um doing searching your name on on the internet and there's like a video of yours on youtube yeah, my and buddy's put a lot of those out. It's got like 14 <laughs> views. I'm like, what the fuck, man? It's like all YouTube, these am is, uh, amazing like, paintings, and it's got 14 views. I'm going to have to put it in the um, description because it's like, what is wrong with the world that this only has 14 views? <laughs> it's like Facebook. It's like Facebook. I get a lot of guys ask me, uh, you know, I see you're selling paintings, and I haven't sold uh, a fucking painting yet. I haven't sold one painting yet. And I see the person's artwork is good. Mm -hmm. Um it's sellable, you know what I'm saying? Right, but right. I, I look at the timeline, and there's there's some posts on their own timeline, and there's some reaction from people, but they don't react back. Right, yeah, people yeah. are leaving comments on something. Goddamn, jump on that shit and talk to people, and uh, and put yourself out there, and don't don't post uh, just on your timeline. Post to other groups, you know. Get right. try to try to befriend other artists and stuff. Get that get that community going. Uh, so Absolutely. a lot of this footwork. And YouTube is probably the same way. And I, my buddy, he, his aspiration is to get his YouTube channel off the ground. I say any content you want, he comes in, he's got freedom here in the studio, come and film whatever he wants. Oh, cool. And so you kind of see like he's documented all my stuff since I guess like 2013, 2014. I don't know when he started. Okay. But kind of see the progression. That's a good, yeah, that's a good resource to have. You, any, you want me to share any of that stuff, let me know because I'd love to get more eyes on it because yeah, I, I just – yeah, from, from from my buddy alone, it's Atomic Wasteland show on uh, on YouTube. Okay, cool. That means uh, somebody subscribe uh, and check him out. Uh -huh. He's got a lot of cool stuff. Cool, I'll subscribe for sure and I'll share it. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, um, uh, what was it? I was going to ask you something? Here goes my my uh, epi every episode. I forget what I'm going to say at one point. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> you're just you're just buying me time at this point. No, I, I, I was okay. gonna. I, no, I had something until we went off onto that onto your uh, YouTube stuff. It completely slipped my mind, so I'm gonna have to. Uh, Technical yeah. question. Um, where did we did we ever settle that you were uh, mix pre mixing everything, or you kind of go back and forth? Yeah, I go back and forth um, with the palette knife painting. Now it's it's I'm just going on the fly. Whatever's there. Right. Because um, because you use the paint up so damn fast, right. uh, you have to mix new piles all the time. 
Uh, but yeah, I do a little back and forth. Yeah. Right. Right. I know what I was going to ask you. I remember now, um, sure. we were talking about commission work. <clears throat> yes. Um, are you, uh, the, I, I wanted to say that your stuff is still, you know, really affordable. So people that are into collecting should buy your work. Cause it's, it's, Thank you. it's very affordable. And he packs his paintings like no other. <laughs> <laughs> your painting packing is indestructible. It's the most you amazing. The paranoia, you smell the paranoia <laughs> coming out of that box. They're, they're so, I mean, I, I get it. I've, you know, I've ordered from you a few times. I'm like, oh my, you, oh my God, this is like in between styrofoam that's taped. Up. It's just so solid. It's the best packed paintings I've ever seen in my life. One so. of the, uh, the benefits of <laughs> the day job was they, they kept throwing out all that packing material and I was like, oh, oh okay. gold, gold. Uh, me and my friend call styrofoam the the white lobster, and uh, he he makes uh, models out of it. He, he's like a model. Uh, okay, and stuff. cool, cool. And uh, and I use it for packing, but uh, that's about to dry up right now. I got a big stack <laughs> in my closet, but I'm, it's time to get into the uh, bubble wrap situation. Yeah, yeah. Just make sure you cover your surface with plastic before oh, the bubble wrap. Because I've had, I, I used to do just bubble wrap, and 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 uh, you, you get, get some, those circles, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's no good. I've I've had that happen before. It's not good at all. I, I read about that on wet canvas before I started packing stuff. And yeah. there were like so many, so many people that, that it happened to. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go there. Yeah. Wax paper or plastic or a plastic bag does the job. You know, you just need like a barrier there. Yeah. Um, uh, so what are you, are you doing these paintings in like multiple sittings? How's it working? It seems like you're busting them out like in one sitting. Yeah. If, if um, there are, again, I go back and forth on everything, I guess, cause I don't know. I'm, I'm afraid to settle down on one thing and be known as the guy that does, you know, the, the, he's the knife painter or whatever. Um, so I just want to be able to do everything because you, you get a project like, uh, like say I paint like a loose ala prima of a, of a woman and, and it's kind of just like a, a, a simple painting gets the point across, but then you got like, you're going to do like the gill man next. All right. Gill man's not going to put up with that. He needs, right. he needs all those details and stuff if you want to do it right. And so I want to be able to, to go in and, and be able to do, uh, like I said before, like a little tight work and then mix in the loose, you know, or I even do, I still do glazing and stuff like that for my, my, um, when I do the, uh, sort of like montage pieces mm -hmm. with all the monsters and stuff. Um, that's all kind of glazed in there and stuff. So, I mean, any, any given painting, it's like, what, a, uh, there's a quote from uh, Ab Nerdrum and he's a, he's a very rich and, uh, and very uh, famous guy. And he's, they, people compare him to Rembrandt and stuff mm -hmm. like that. He's a great yeah, figurative he's great. artist. And uh, he said that every painting is like he's trying to keep himself from drowning. He'll use sandpaper, right. he'll grab some object and scrape the painting. He uses his fingers, anything to, to get his head above water at the mm -hmm. end. Even at his level, you know, he has to use everything at his disposal, every painting. And I just want to, ha I want to have all those tools uh, when I need them. Yeah, no, it's smart. I, I, I think, you, you know, I, I just, I love to see that you're always trying new things and not resting and not being comfortable. I'm definitely at a point where I feel like I need to change things up because I'm kind of got locked into this style <clears throat> that I, well, I, it's, it's gotta be harder too. When, when you're, when you're counting on that, you're getting sales and you're able right, to count right. on that. And you're like, well, just, do I take a chance now and not sell some shit? That's kind of, yeah, you know. it's, it's not for me. It's not like I'm, I'm worried about that. It's more like I've gotten comfortable painting that way. So I keep doing it, you know? And, and it's like, <clears throat> As long as I'm satisfied, I'm just going to keep going with where I'm satisfied. I get to, but I've gotten to a point lately where it's like, I, you know, a, a lot. Honestly, seeing a lot of your work as as um, 
and Dos Diablos as well has got me like I, I want to you know I want to do more a la prima stuff I want to uh, really kind of play with weird colors that's more. another great thing about the social media dude you I, get know, to I know instantaneously what people are doing uh minute to minute and it is a kick in the ass, man, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It for me. It's yeah, it's 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 great for all the uh, shortcomings and all the political stuff. It's like <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the artwork kind of makes up for it, you know. And uh, uh, um, Patreon's been really cool too. That might be something you want to look into eventually. Yeah, you, you talked to me about it before, and you you had just started your yeah, Patreon yeah. page at that time. Yeah, it's going well. It's it's cool, yeah? and I'm also yeah, I'm following a lot of other people, and it's cool to see you know, more in-depth process stuff from people because it's all about the artwork and it's not, yeah. you know, whereas uh, Instagram or Facebook, it's more like, I don't know, it's not as in-depth. Everything's just going by quickly, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are for like a captive audience that wants to see exactly. It's a little more, more personable. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So. You're kind of bringing people into your into your private situation, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's tough to maintain the, um, the content especially when things get busy, but that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid but you're of. painting that's a lot though. You paint like every day, don't you? It yeah. Seems like yeah. You I, I, I'm, I'm all about, um, painting as making as many paintings as possible. I'm trying that's to the key, evolve man. quickly. <laughs> like but that's, that's the key to being good. If there's one, one, one thing I could say to, to being a better artist, it's paint, Yeah, paint every single day, paint a bunch of shitty paintings just paint and don't worry about it. Get it over with. Get it done. Get it, get all that behind you. And um, they they're not all going to be winners, but that's yeah. not for you. It's not for you to judge. I even I dare say uh, some of the things that I didn't like, or you know, my wife rarely likes a painting. She'll be like, ah, I'm not too crazy about yeah. this. <laughs> I know my wife is like totally right, right. super we'll super. Call super it. Yeah. But um, that's why we we'll never become there. assholes. Because <laughs> they always keep us in line. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank God, though. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, no, it's a great thing. It is. It's 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 valuable. But I, I would say to people who are who are uh, you know trying to make every painting a masterpiece, the masterpiece, <laughs> the lightning's going to strike. You just you got to be you got to be you got to be out there holding the pole up twenty four seven. Right. Uh, yeah. You, that's why. That's why. Um, especially with newer painters, I'm sure people will um uh, have have heard me say this directly to them that are listening to the podcast is do studies or just do quick paintings. Give yourself a time limit sometimes, but get the hours in. Don't try and make a masterpiece before you're ready to make a masterpiece. You know, a masterpiece will come from painting a thousand shitty paintings. That's how you get to the masterpiece place. You Dude, know? Uh, I took on a mentor uh, about a year and a half ago. Uh, his name's Jose Trujillo and he's a He's a uh, kind of a expressionist uh, colorist. I don't know. He, nobody likes labels, but uh, he he paints very quickly. And uh, one of his things that struck me, and it kind of hurts to hear it too, is that. Um, but it, but it helps. Is it, a uh, perfectionism is a procrastination. It's the ugliest, sneakiest form of procrastination. Right. You're it's working true. on that painting, and you're not ready to let people see it for months, and right. it never gets. <laughs> and it's all about you're just afraid to commit and 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 do a damn painting and get it done you know yep. yeah i totally totally agree with that's that that's why i started working fast i got i got i got uh, little egg timers all over the place uh and uh, when you're when you've got a certain amount of time to do a painting uh you don't fool around man you don't you don't pussyfoot around you got to make decisions and painting it seemed to me is about uh being confident about making decisions yeah uh, absolutely and, and, and that, on, that, that only comes from painting 
yeah. and getting experience. I mean, that's the only way that comes. You can't read it in a book. The only thing that can get you to be a great painter is just to paint over and over and over more than you, know, any- you realize right, right away. Even if you don't have any technical knowledge, if you don't know anatomy, you start you'll, what works and what doesn't. It's going to be very obvious. Right. You get a feel for the paint because there's stuff like that you can't teach in a book, like how how the paint feels, how much medium to mix in or no medium or whatever, you know, there's like, how much do you load the brush? It's all tactile. It's all all hands-on stuff. Yeah. Which is one of the cool things uh, about painting really is, you know, that personal touch. Um, Yeah. I was doing digital. uh, What I, when I, when I, when I got back into it right before my, my, I tell you my wife uh, and her folks got me the easel and everything. Mm -hmm. I was dabbling in digital. I was on deep art for a while. And um, I, I, it's cool. You get great results and stuff. I, I never knock digital art. I'm not one of those guys, man. Right, I appreciate right. what people are doing with digital art. Oh, it's yeah, great. me too. But I got to have that object in my hand at the end of the day. Yeah. I got I to smell it and stuff and yeah. <laughs> put my hands over it. That gives me a really good sense of satisfaction having completed a day's work and having that thing at right. the end of the you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a big, I mean, I love digital for other reasons. I used to do digital. I started doing digital before I started painting in oils. I was doing like painting and um, Photoshop. It's awesome. It's fun and great and amazing in ways that oils aren't. But ultimately, I kind of was at a point where I was like, okay, I have to kind of go one way or the other. And and I've, you know, I've always been like a hands-on kind of person and and just the feeling of it. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, and and having that. That one original is pretty great at the end. Being able to pick up a brush and make the friggin' mark instead of going and looking through your brushes and changing the size of the brush. Yeah, yeah. There's something, I don't know, there's something kind of. It's more in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's cool and all. I I feel the same way you do. It's like I'm not anti-digital. I just, there's this guy, this Russian guy, I can't think of his name, that um, people have been posting in the the Dark Art Society Cooperative Group. And, um his stuff is so good and it's all digital, but it's amazing. It looks like, it looks kind of like, it reminds me of Phil Hale a little bit, but um, digital, like it's just great, great work. And he's doing amazing stuff. But I, I, you know, I have to admit the first thing I think of is like, oh man, I wish these were like original oils, (laughs) you know? Of course. Yeah. I mean, you'll get, you can get a print of that uh, and you can even print it on canvas, but it's not going to be the same thing. You're not going to see those strokes. Yeah. um, Which to me, when you go to a museum, um, oh yeah. I, to, to see it in a book is one thing. I, like I saw Rubens up close once. First of all, I didn't realize how fucking big they were. Right. And second of all, um, you see Rubens stuff in like the Time Life books, and it, it looks great, and all the colors there and stuff. But when you see like his work, what the the physical motion and the 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 like, I saw a part of the painting where it looked like he took his thumb and he just smeared black over it because there was a blank spot there. Right. Like, right. Just doing all the same shit that that we do, you know. Yeah. And, um, that helps a lot and mm-hmm. see how, how thickly it's painted in certain areas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Going to museums and seeing the old, old master's work is really crucial, you know, or see, you know, even seeing, um, well, hey, yeah, I'll look at modern art. I mean, anything. Yeah. 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 Even, even, you know, like a show, like the conjoined show going and seeing any great painters is, is, is an eye opener because you can, cause it's like, you go, what the hell are they doing? I, I don't know how they're doing it. And then you're also going, oh, I, see, I know exactly how they you did kind of that. You break it down a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you, you, it's like, I recognize that. I've done that before, you know. Right, and usually it turns out to be something you're already doing, you know. It's just right. like you're not, you're not Rubens or whatever. So right. <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. 
But that's, I mean, that's where I get my inspiration more than anything is from seeing other artwork. I have to do it. I have to do it more. There's, there's not a whole hell of a lot as far as like uh, high end galleries uh, and, and museums in Florida. Yeah. Uh, we so like the Tampa Museum. <laughs> we went to the Tampa Museum, and I was so stoked because I was picturing it was going to be like the Met or uh, you know the, the museum in Philadelphia and stuff. And it's a, it's an impressive building. It's all like uh, stainless steel and stuff. But you get inside the first level's a cafe and some administrative shit and a right. store. And the second level, there's some artwork, but it's just the the space is not even as big as my house. It's like right. just, it's like a room <laughs> there with some paintings. Yeah, um, we're spoiled out here, man, because it's like there's there's like great not- there's great shows. I don't even you know I don't go to half the great I don't go to a, a an eighth of the great shows that are out here. There's always really good shows in LA. It's pretty we're pretty fortunate um, out here. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You, you should come out sometime. You got to come out to LA sometime. Maybe <laughs> for you. Maybe for the next uh, conjoined show. Uh, uh, my a, wife would love that, dude. We we got to get out of the house sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because next year is going to be the ten year anniversary. So um, uh, I'll definitely send you an invite for that. So it's going to be like the big the big one, the big ten year anniversary. Yeah, so that might be a good one to come out to if you can swing it. Um, uh, what do you use liquid? That was another thing I want to ask you. What do you use for a medium or do you, use I have, I have a, a couple of bottles, uh, bottles of liquid here. One, which has turned completely black uh, yeah. uh, for about <laughs> two or three years, which is very scary. And the other one just hasn't been used that much. I mean, uh, I started out using Terps because that's what my old mentor when I was a kid used to use. And I love the smell of Terps, but I know Terps aren't the same anymore. They're, they're not as piney. I don't know what the hell they're making at it. Uh, out of now i don't know it's like a diesel byproduct or something crazy um (laughs) and it started to give me headaches um being because you know we have to have the ac on like all through the summer and most of the winter too believe it or not and so it's all closed up in here and that the turpentine actually started to get to you after a while yeah 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 i I was like this is bad i don't know where this is going to be like 10 years from now so (laughs) um i i did have liquid and liquid's awesome in a pinch i had to use it recently on a, a wedding commission it had to be done on time of course Right. Uh, yeah. Use liquid, but I mean well, the fumes from that <laughs> are you, out of this world. Yeah. What What are you using mostly? Do you use uh, anything? Right now, just walnut oil, straight up walnut oh, oil. Oh, walnut oil. Yeah. It. Uh, you would think. Like my impression was that it's going to take forever to dry compared to linseed or whatever, but it doesn't. It's about the same. About oh. two weeks on a thinly painted painting. Two weeks, you're, you're good to go. Okay. And you're doing uh, all prima, so it doesn't really. You're not waiting for layers to dry or anything. Yeah, yeah, that, that can be tricky. The fat over lean and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. If you're painting yeah, direct, though, you don't have to really worry about that. If you're painting a la prima, that's that's a, another cool thing about a la prima is yeah. you just like you don't have to worry about the fat over lean. You don't have to worry about layers cracking if you're just painting. That's definitely something to think about. Uh, you you can make some serious errors, and it's not cool for the buyer. Right. Um, <laughs> even uh, some of Frazetta's paintings uh, at, at the Frazetta Museum, they showed them up close, and there was cracks all over them. Really? This dude was using the, the, he was using the cobalt uh, dryer and oh, yeah. stuff like that and uh, putting paintings in the oven and all that. And it's right. great. When he got it done on time for the editor, but right. now – I don't know about their future. It's a little shaky. Yeah, I saw Robert Williams painting from six, like '69, in a gallery, and it had all kinds of cracks in it. Yeah, and it's not even that long ago. I for know, a I know, I know. I, 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 so far my paintings are holding up. I've got some old ones, but we'll see. You know, in another twenty years. <laughs> yeah, all you all you need is a good fifty years, and yeah. then don't worry about it. My stepdad was he'd always paint with like cheap. Uh, boiled linseed oil from Home Depot and <laughs> eating oh. and, and like uh, panel just masonite that wasn't like professional artist masonite because he was all right. you know because he was 
being cheap about it. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to be dead by the time anything messes up, anything breaks down. <laughs> yeah, I, I read about that boiled linseed oil. They're like, please do not buy the shit from Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> He's got, uh, yeah. you know, all his paintings have held up. I've got some of his stuff from the 70s, though, that are like still in great shape. So. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, conservatives and stuff like that. They're being a little more extra cautious. Yeah, yeah, and they're thinking like a hundred years from now too. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, um, we're at over. We're at like almost an hour ten. So I, I should probably let you go. That was. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. It was a great interview. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a long time. Actually, I can't thank you enough, Chad. It's an honor, dude. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I love your work. Everybody should check. Uh, RF Pankborn's workout. Um, where uh, I can put a link in the um, come in the come see me on but... Facebook. Uh, you know, I, I post everything I do on there. You see all the works in progress, and uh, that's kind of your main spot. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I, I'm just I'm hooked on that community, dude. Uh, yeah, it's so yeah. tight. Um, there's like there's <laughs> there's so much support there, and yeah. uh, you know, and and people talk, man. People will ask you questions. People people will, uh, you know. They'll, they'll chat with you and stuff. And so I really appreciate that. I'm not like the kind of guy, it's like I'm too busy to talk to you and stuff. I'm busy, but I'll get back to you. Right. And uh, there's nothing I like more than, uh, you know, talking about horror movies or talking shop. Talk, yeah, talking yeah. About you know what? I did want to ask one more thing before we go. One more thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what do you, what do you think about this whole dark art thing? This whole dark art community? Is this something you've been paying attention to as you've been going along and... Again, uh, I, I, I have to, I'm very embarrassed to admit, I'm very ignorant about what's going on in art and what's hot in art and what what the scenes You're are. You're just doing your own thing. Oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm locked up in here. I should know, though, I should. And, uh, but from what I've seen, and it's the reason uh, I'm not like uh, jumping over to landscapes and stuff like that completely is that uh, the horror community is, some is, is like I said, it's very tight mm-hmm. and people. There's a lot of camaraderie there. It's very serious, and um, I'm, a, I'm a fan myself too. So it's like uh, no matter what I try to do, some horror is going to creep in there. Right. And right. so if, if dark art isn't hot or it doesn't make it, I don't. You know, what am I going to do? Right. It's just that's. But that's the way to be. You know, think, you're you're naturally there. So people were saying that uh, the next generation of highbrow art is going to be lowbrow art. So right. definitely stick with it. <laughs> stick with it. Hang in there. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. No, I was just As, curious to to hear your take on it. It sounds like you just kind of naturally arrived at this place, which is which is great. I mean, that's how I am. It's just this is where I belong. This is what I've always kind of made. So I, guess I, I just take it for granted that there's that there's a, that there's uh, people that follow dark art and stuff like that. Yeah, I just assumed, from the beginning, I assumed that if you made some kind of art, that there's 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 people out there that appreciate it and stuff. But true. Uh, I'm thankful that there is a dark art scene. I don't know what the hell I'd be doing if there wasn't. You know? <laughs> I know. The thing is, it's 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 out there, and and just by having this podcast, uh, you know, I'm just trying to to I don't know, make a little noise around it and let people know that that it, it exists because you know it, it's hard to know when you're kind of in the middle of it and it's yeah. pe- people you know, you know. But it's a far right. far reaching thing, you know. I I, I I you know you're you're. Things are going to go well for you, I think. You're going to do really, you know. I think you're you're on the rise for sure because uh, you're um, people love your work. That's the other thing I notice in comments that people really are into your work. Well, I, I appreciate all that stuff, man. I hope I don't know how you do it. Like you, you uh, had one page. You got to the five thousand friend limit. Did you just start another page, and that's how I wound up friending you? Uh, uh I don't. The, the the friend count 
fluctuates. Like sometimes people leave or they oh, okay. get pissed at something I say. That's, you and hit they, five thousand and you're you're done, right? I mean, they they cap yeah, you off. But, but I, yeah, yeah. But that that's my personal page. I've got like two fan pages that um I'm not as active on, but I I post it from everything on my Instagram goes to these pages. But um I I, uh, I, I usually you know there's people like I said, that fall off. So it like it hovers around 5,000, but you know, just even recent, just today. Yeah. That went down to like four forty nine ninety eight, And I was able to add a person here or there. It just kind of, you know, if it's down and I happen to see someone friended me, I might friend them or, you know, I don't know how we, and we, I don't know how I, we got friends. <laughs> I, I think we spoke and I tried to friend you and it was like, well, Chet has reached his limit. And I was like, fuck, I can't, it's too late for me. <laughs> and uh, then somehow we friended after that. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Out. Yeah, but uh, I just want to say, man, that, uh, as far as like um, uh, what I call heroes in the art community, because I noticed there's fucking there's villains, too, out there. I'm not yeah, going to name any names. There's some definitely. pretty nasty <laughs> stuff people. And uh, you're definitely uh, one of the art heroes out there. Um, oh, and you're not only a great artist, you inspire us all and stuff, but you're also involved in in pushing the scene. And uh, I know you do a lot of these shows and stuff. And I heard you talking with David. I mean, you take a hit sometimes on these things, man. And if you're not doing it – you know, what's going to happen? Who's doing it? Yeah, so, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that side of you too, man. And I, I, I want to be that guy when I get famous that I'm still talking to people, uh, I'm still <laughs> helping promote other people and stuff like that. You know, it's important. Uh, I appreciate it. Well, that's like, you know, the people that I look up to are a lot of like, uh, are like that. We're like that. Like, um, uh, yeah, you don't forget, you don't forget people like that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Like, Sorry. like the punk scene and, you know, Mike Watt, I don't know if you know Mike Watt from the minute, man. He's like, a, he's this guy, you know, he, he's, he's the same way. So I grew up with him being my hero and like Dick Smith, um, from makeup effects was totally like that. He would oh, share wow. information with ever, anyone that asked, he would always write people back. And so these are the people that, kind of showed me how to be, you know? And so I try and do the same thing now in, in the position that I'm in just to keep the ball rolling, hopefully and inspire other people because that's what it's all yeah, about. Yeah, def definitely. Thank you. Community. Thank you for keep, keeping that out there and, and putting that, putting that uh, example out there for everybody, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, uh, my, it's my pleasure. I, I it's, 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 it's a, it's a privilege. It's a pretty solitary uh, thing, but you, you, if you're not reaching out and, and being a part of the community, it's not as rewarding. And right. I don't know, part, part of art seemed to me the service end of it too. There's a, there's a little bit of service. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I, that's a great point is um, you are, you're providing a service that really um, no one else can, no, no other service functions in that way. I think it's almost like a, not to use, not to get religion into it, but it's almost like a, you know, like a like a priest might <laughs> or a shaman or something, you know. Some what I mean? people may even uh, view you in that light. Of course, it's, it's, <laughs> not that I'm, I'm not saying I am. I'm just saying that the artist in society <laughs> kind of functions as, you know, a, making you feel better about things and making you think about things. And right. you know, that's we all we all can be that. We all can be that um, for for the world. And 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 as long as you dig deep and you're honest and you and you and you. Um, you know, find something unique to offer and you have ideas, you know, it's, 
it's it's a it's a privilege to be that you know we should all we, so. should, we should never take that for granted um it's it's truly a privilege so. again that, that that that's your attitude and i appreciate it all the more because uh having uh, been around the art community a little bit now and and, and seeing a lot of people who don't share secrets who don't support right. who don't even support their fans by uh yeah. you know uh, giving tr- back and, treating and their fans like shit you know yeah, it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's crazy but again though i think that we're old enough to know to to early maybe age doesn't have anything to do with it but i kind of feel like age has a little bit to do with knowing and and also having not having started this late in life i had like a full-on career and then i left and i started from nothing really and so like as a full-on adult with kids I know what it's like to not have any fan base. And so you really appreciate it when you get it old, when you're, you know, it's where you kind of, if you grow up on it, you get it young. I don't think you, it's harder to appreciate. Uh, you got to have something to contrast it with, you know? Right, right. So it's tough to be sympathetic to people if you haven't experienced any hard times. Oh, yeah. It's the same as being an artist, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, I'm going to let you go. That was a great interview. I really appreciate, appreciate you taking the time to come on uh-huh. here. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, dude. And inspiring others. And everybody check out um, RF Pangborn's Pangborn's work. I'll put a link to your Facebook page as well. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We appreciate your support. If you can uh, support the Dark Art Society Patreon, that would be great. For only a buck a month, you get the podcast a day early and you support the community. And um, Nice. We're getting to a point. We've got a goal set to where we can. We're going to get a website uh, once we hit this certain goal. Um, we're going to build a website, and it'll be a resource for all dark artists to go to and find all the galleries to submit to to get to you know learn about each other. And it and it's forming. This whole community is kind of forming on its own organically. So everyone gets to contribute, and uh, it's really kind of a cool scene. And we have this. Um, uh, dark art society cooperative if you join the patreon that that it's even a little tighter tight-knit community and we're trying to plan shows and stuff like that so anyway everything's progressing and thank you so much for supporting if you do and if you don't if you can't afford it just shares and likes um is great so anything you can do to support the movement we appreciate it and um we're going to continue to keep doing this thing and uh thank you all for listening and until next week, talk to you later. Say goodbye, RF. What's the RF <laughs> stand for? Be good. RF. Uh, uh, Robert Fitzgerald. Uh, when okay. my parents were younger, they were they were into the Kennedys. I guess. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Robert, you heard it here first, everybody. Robert Fitzgerald. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks, Chad. Stay Have on the line. Stay on the line. Don't leave. Oh. Us. All right, <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Be good, guys.